Welcome to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One, where I talk about geocaching and my adventures with it. For this episode, we take a look at the history of geocaching and how it got started. The Global Positioning System, commonly called GPS, was originally developed by the U.S. Department of Defense for use by the military. The signals were originally scrambled, known as selective availability, which was used to degrade the accuracy that was allowed for civilian use. On May 1st, 2000, President Clinton gave orders to disable selective availability, and on May 2nd, satellites processed new orders that allowed civilians improved GPS accuracy. On May 3rd, 2000, Dave Almler, who was a computer consultant, decided to test the new GPS accuracy with what he called the Great American GPS Dash Hunt. He hid a black bucket in the woods near Beaver Creek, Oregon, and posted the coordinates of its location on the internet. To locate the bucket, the finder would have to use his or her GPS receiver. There was only one rule. Take some stuff, leave some stuff. Within three days, two different people used their GPS devices to find the stash and posted about their experiences. Soon, others started to hide their own containers and posting the coordinates online, and a hobby was born. Mike Tigu, uncertain about that pronunciation, one of the original finders of Almer's stash, created an emailing list and homepage to document and share coordinates and discuss about the game. One such discussion was for name ideas. About a month after Dave Almer's initial hide, a man named Matt Stum coined the term geocaching to avoid any negative connotations from using the term stash. A few months after its start, a web designer named Jeremy Irish stumbled across Tiga's website while researching GPS technology. After discovering that a cache was nearby, he went on his first hunt. After experiencing the thrill of his first find, Iris decided to use his web developer skills to make a site for the hobby and created geocaching.com. Until this point, geocaching was confined to existing, experienced GPS users who were already using the technology for outdoor activities. Tools for determining if a cache was nearby were scarce if existent at all. Thanks to Irish's site, cache listings were now held on a single database that helped to standardize listings and allowed players to search for caches by zip codes. When the site was launched September 2, 2000, there were 75 known caches in the world. The geocaching.com website hosts an online community and shop along with its searchable cache database. Today, the hobby has grown to a worldwide game with more than 3 million caches in 191 countries throughout all seven continents. There is even a cache on the International Space Station, and there's a link to that cache's page in the show notes. There will also be links to the sources used for the geocache history in the show notes. Warning, this part of the show contains spoilers for the cache that is about to be discussed. For this week's cache highlight, the story of the first mystery cache I try to find. The cache was called My First Mystery Cache, Cache ID GC2W3WD, Difficulty Rating 2.5, Terrain Rating 2. The description read, Cache is not located at the posted coordinates. This is my first attempt at making a mystery cache. Before this, I have had help in making mystery caches. I hope that this one is a challenge for some and fun for others. The cache is located in the woods. You will need to do a bit of bushwhacking to reach GZ. Please do your best to rehide the cache as well or better than you found it. Thank you. The cache is available from 7 a.m. to 12 a.m. April 1st through November 14th, 8 a.m. through 10 p.m. November 15th through March 31st. No hint was provided. I've always liked puzzles and mysteries, so when I learned about mystery caches, I wanted to try one. I looked on the geocaching app for one in my area that seemed like it had a reasonable difficulty rating for my first one. 
I came across my first mystery cache, and it seemed fitting. I read the description and was lost at first. There didn't seem to be any puzzle. I did some Googling and came across some tips for solving mystery caches. A link is available in the show notes for that article. The tip that stuck out for this situation was to highlight the text for hidden messages. I followed the tip and pulled up the cache on my computer and highlighted the text in the cache description, and sure enough, there was a hidden message. The message said, the real cache coordinates can be found in the source code. So to the source code I went to find the coordinates. A few weeks later, I went out on my own and searched the cache. The coordinates led me off a walking trail down into a wooded area. I searched for a while but couldn't find anything. I went through the cache activity logs and found an entry that said the container was an ammo box that was covered in mirrors to camouflage into its background. I searched and searched some more but couldn't find it. I looked at the geocache app again and realized I was looking at the wrong spot. The coordinates I had pulled were actually the coordinates of the pin location. I had pulled the wrong coordinates from the source code. I left empty-handed and went off to find a different mystery cache across town, which I did manage to find. After returning home, I went back to my computer to search the source code again. I finally came across the correct coordinates, which were in a park a few miles away from the pin locations. It was a couple of months later before I had a chance to go back out to find this cache. This time I found myself in the woods off of a different walking path and next to a fallen tree where I found the mirrored ammo box tucked alongside it. In the end, the first mystery cache I tried to solve ended up not being the first one that I found or solved correctly. But I did find it because I kept trying, and I think that's the most important part of mystery caches, to just keep trying. As the old adage goes, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. You have been listening to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon one Feel free to reach out to me on my geocaching profile page, Shadow Dragon one or at geocacheadventures.org. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and thank you for listening.